No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand. That those who come in might see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. And when your eye is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light. As when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. All right, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word come alive in us. Let it change the way we feel. Let it change the way we live. Let it change the world around us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Now, that is one of those scriptures that you read and you act like you know what it means, but you don't. Like, the light in the body is the eye. What? You're like, keep moving. You're like, maybe there's a greatest hit scripture right under there. Like, something I can really understand. But the, if the darkness is light, then the, how great is the darkness? What? You read it and you're like, what the world? You know, I have found that when there's some scripture that you don't understand, there's something really good there, you're going to have to apply yourself. So some, what I do is I, when I find a scripture that I'm not quite, quite sure about, I will copy it and paste it and put it over here, and then I'll start looking at it word by word. Then I'll look, Google and find out what other people thought about it. Then I'll ask the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Because there's usually something hidden there when you don't understand it and something super cool. In this case, it really is. Jesus said, what you see, how you perceive things is going to determine how healthy your body is. How you perceive things is going to, your body is going to react to it. It's the light of the body. In other words, how you look at things is going to determine your health and your life. It's a powerful concept when you understand he's talking about the connection between the way you think and the way you feel. The, the mind's effect on the body. Remember we, we talked last week that uh, uh, 75 to 95% of all illnesses, American Medical Association says, are psychosomatic. Meaning the psychos effect on the soma. Meaning most people are sick and weak and tired and out of shape and listless, all the things that people are handing out drugs for, it's not that there's something wrong with what they're eating or exercising. It's something wrong with the way they're thinking. And if you can change your thinking, you can change the way your body functions, that it is connected to one another. Just think about it. Think about it. We talked about it last week that... Uh, the health of your body is not so much avoiding certain foods, but avoiding certain thoughts. You can't give somebody enough medicine to make them think right. And if you're thinking wrong, your body at some point, and I know you're bulletproof when you're 30, but at some point you keep thinking wrong, your body's going to catch up with you. That is where cancer comes from. That is where heart disease comes from. That is where stress comes from. And that's where the high, like almost 90% of all visits to the doctor are the psycho's effect on the soma, the psyche's effect on the soma. I didn't make it up. It's the facts that people get sick because they think wrong. And if you want to live well and if you want to live strong, you can't think toxic. Because a toxic mind will give you a toxic body. That's a fact. Your body will actually uh, begin to excrete 
poison that are, it's in keeping with poison thoughts and poison words. So to change your body, to change the quality of your life, you've got to change the quality of your thinking. And so Jesus takes it and he illustrates it at another level and says, okay, listen, everything is perception. Your eyes are the light of the whole body. It's how you're seeing things, not thoughts in general. It's how you perceive things. That's what is toxic. All of the offenses, hurts, so mad you're not talking to them anymore. All of that is not what happened. It's how you think about what happened. How dare them? I remember one time someone who was close to me, you know, how many know Facebook can be toxic? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. It can also be good, but it can be toxic. Especially you got a few enemies on there. You're like, gosh, they're doing good. I hate that. <laughs> you get all toxic because they're doing good. Like, I can't believe they're doing good. They should be dead by now. God's not answering my prayers. Here I am not doing good, and they're still alive. <laughs> so Facebook can be toxic. And, uh, and so someone that was close to me posted something, you know, that, that, I, that, that kind of was a little bit offensive. But then I said, forget about it. It doesn't matter. Then one of, another person, like one of my super, like one of my family members, I realized they were hurt about it. Then I got furious. I was like, What? I can't believe they said, I confronted them. I said, okay, you know, I, I, just, I just went out the window because I started perceiving it like they were perceiving it. And I committed to their perception of it. And I suddenly, I wasn't offended, but now I am. Right? And sometimes, you know, you know, how many of you guys have wives out there? Okay. How many know what happens that sometimes she's just joking, kind of teasing you, like, you never clean up around here. You don't ever do. And then she says it the third time, then she actually talked herself into being mad. It was joking. <laughs> like she started saying, hey, that's right. Like she wasn't offended, but then suddenly you never clean up around here. <laughs> like it's like, we're getting counseling. We're going. You're like, wait, hey, what happened? She, everything was cool, but then she started perceiving things, and then she bought in completely to that perception, and then she emotionally got into it. Of course, men do it too. That a lot of the stress that you have in your life is about how you perceive things, and that is your choice. It's not what is happening to you. It's what you think about what's happening to you and how you perceive. That is going to determine whether you are toxic or not toxic at the end of the day. How do you see it? Are you with me? Let me read this in the Message Bible. It says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a drawer. It's put on a lampstand so that those entering the room will have light to see where they're going. Your eye is a lamp. Lighting up your whole body. If you live wide-eyed in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. If you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a dank cellar. Keep your eyes open, your lamp burning, so that you don't get musty and murky. Tell somebody, don't get musty on me. That's a, that's a great word, isn't it? Like, you know, you, sometimes you, you look at one of your kids, you're like, what's you musty about? You musty today. <laughs> Don't get musty and murky. Keep your life as well-lighted as your best-lighted room. 
So let me break it down so you can see what I mean about, about the scripture. It's super powerful. Let me just give you five revelations about detoxing. Number one, the way you perceive things directly affects the health of your body. I think that's an A, affects. Is it? Let's change it because we don't look ignorant. We got people from Dallas here today. That's how we say it in Louisiana, effects. It's affect, but <laughs> I don't know why they did that. It could be that's the way I sent it to them. <laughs> but I think, they, I think they copied it wrong. <laughs> the way you perceive things directly. Now, just get it in your mind. It's not just the way you're thinking. You know, not general thoughts, fear, and anxiety, and worry. How you perceive things, it's even a clearer picture. How you perceive things is going to directly affect your body. Some people are tired and they can't get going. they got to drink an energy drink every five minutes. Why? Because they're perceiving things wrong. Life is hard. Life is difficult. By 10 o'clock, they're already tired. Why? Is it because suddenly it's hot outside? And is it the moon? No. It's just that they got musty thoughts. They're perceiving things in a certain way, and they haven't processed it. Life, a toxin is coming your way probably before you finish lunch today. And how you perceive it is going to determine whether you're a toxic individual or whether you're a person that is living free in a brightly lit room. Are you with me? Our lives are a series of perceptions, desires, and opinions. That's where our lives are. You live in a world. Now, I can't control the atmosphere every, everywhere, but I can control the atmosphere in my head. That's up to me. I can't make people act right. I can't make people do right. I can't. That's a futile effort to try to change the atmosphere around me, but I can change the atmosphere inside me. I can change what I think about it. I can change the atmosphere inside of here. You have the responsibility to do it, and the quality of your life will be determined by your ability to say, you know what, I don't care what's out there. It's what's in here that's going to matter. And I don't have control over what's out of there, but i got control over what's in here. What I think about it, how I feel about it. Are you with me? So, you know, the, the old saying that says you are what you think. There was a great book called Think Thin. I won't go into it. We'll, we'll do that some. I need to lose a couple pounds before I. <laughs> I don't want to preach about that one yet, but probably in the fall sometime we'll be talking about thinking thin. <laughs> Avoid being called a hypocrite. Like, oh, you think thin. It's obvious, Pastor Bray. I can see you've been thinking thin. That's all that you've been doing thin is thinking. You've been eating thick and thinking thin. <laughs> All right, well, let's just change the subject and keep on moving because the principle is not going to be lost on whether I am getting it on all cylinders or not. <laughs> so let's just keep moving. <laughs> Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. It's easier to say you are what you think. You are, it is what you think. Perception, they say, is reality. But truth is, perception is your reality. Your perception might not be my reality, but your perception is your reality, and you have the decision of how it is that you're perceiving it. It says the I, the perception, is going to determine either are you toxic or are you full of light. Number, this is the second point. Number two. If you see things simple, 
single and healthy, your body will respond with health and energy. Now, it says, if your eye is single, one version. What does that mean? So I had to look at the Greek because I don't know what a single eye is. You know, a single eye. What is a single eye? A single eye. It means if your eye is disciplined, if your eye is keeping it simple. Well, I know they didn't call. I know what they meant. I know what they're trying to do. No, you don't know. You don't know. Oh, I know why she wore those white pants. She likes my boyfriend. She wore white. That's all she had clean today. But, oh, you're all upset. Oh, actually, oh look at her with the white pants. <laughs> Wait, do you have to be stressed over someone else's pants? Oh, I know what she's up to. You don't know what she's up to. It just got complicated because you think you know what other people think. And you don't. And I can promise you this, 97% of the time, what you think is wrong. Well, I know why they're mad. You don't know why they're mad. you totally off. Now, if you want to ask them, like, why you're mad, they're like, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just sad my dog died. You're like, dang it, I missed it again. But when you start thinking you know what people think, your eye is not single or simple. Or what the Bible calls, is a better way of saying it, it's not healthy. You're not looking at things in a healthy way. And so when it's not simple and single and healthy, when you look at it in a way that's perverse and complicated and full of all kinds of angles, then you're going to be stressed out. Let it go. So what? They wore the white pants because they like your boyfriend. Even if they did, who cares? If you can lose a boyfriend over white pants, come on, somebody. You're going to lose them anyway. <laughs> just go ahead and just, just tell them, hey, just go with her. White pants, you never, no one ever lost a boyfriend over white pants. Are you with me? And then, of course, in your whole life before you leave here, you're going to perceive all these things. And here's what Jesus is saying. If you can get you the way you look at things right, then your whole body, you're going to be full of energy and health is going to be flowing. God's going to reward you. Your body's going to say, come on, let's do this thing. Let's get up in the morning. Let's go exercise. Let's hit that thing. Let's overcome that thing. Let's, let's, let's take that challenge. Your body is up to do what God called you to do. Your body's ready to do what God called you to do. But if you get toxic, your body's like, I don't feel like it. I don't even want to read the Bible. You're like, come on, we got to read the Bible. The body's saying, no, I ain't reading the Bible. You're like, it's good for us. The body's like, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. And when you feel those ways, it's not because you're not saved. It's because you're toxic. You let your perception of things become so big, you got so drained that your body won't step up to the purpose of God. You don't have the energy to do it. And it's not the devil. It's that you didn't allow God's truth to affect the way you see things. Number three, Jesus took this out, so I'm taking it out. He said, if you see things, if your eye is evil, he said one, one way, if your eye is evil, Another way is to say, if your eye is unhealthy, if you perceive things complicated, single means simple. Hey, believe the best in people. Believe the best about your life. Believe the best about God's word. Believe the best about God's promises. Just believe the best. If your eye is not that way, if you're just saying, you know what, my opinions are more important than God's word. If your eye is evil, if your eye is complicated, if your eye is prejudiced, and the Greek actually says troublesome. If your eye is troublesome, meaning you're just looking for trouble. 
I know those kids. I know what they're doing. You don't know what the kids are doing. If you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it. Am I right? If you're looking to see something wrong, you're going to find it. And pretty soon you're, it's going to be wrong all around you. The Bible said you're going to be filled with darkness. You're going to be filled with darkness. You're going to lose energy and be unhealthy. Suddenly your body that was your partner in the great purpose to make money and to achieve great things, the body that was born to do great things suddenly turns on you and says, you know what, we need to get drunk. You know what, smoke that, take that, do that. Your body just turns on you. All kinds of cravings and lust and weird perverse and your body just goes like crazy. And you're like, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. You've been poisoning yourself for how long? If you poison yourself long enough, your body will turn on you. And instead, we're not, and it'll say to you, we're not going to do the purpose of God. We're not going to pray. We're not going to go to church. We're not going to read the Bible. We're not going to eat right. We're not going to sleep right. We're not going to do anything right. We're going to know it's right, but we're not going to do it. But your body pitches a fit when you poison it with your thoughts. You get all tired, and then suddenly all you want to do is feel better. Just want to feel better. Let's go out to eat. Let's watch another movie. Those things won't detox you. It's usually it makes you worse. Right? And whatever, you take this pill, do that thing. Look, the, the foundation of addiction is the idea that you need it to feel right. It comes from a perception that if I don't take that, I ain't going to feel right. That's the idea with getting drunk, smoking dope. That's the idea with immorality and men running around on their wives. It's because you want to feel better so bad because you feel bad. How about instead of doing things to feel better, what about just feel good? Come on, somebody. If you feel good, then you don't need to do all that stuff. You already feel good. I don't want an ice cream cone when I just had one. That ice cream cone doesn't look as good when I just had one. I'm enjoying that. And then somebody said, would you like another? No, thank you. Well, that's how you face the world. You don't curse the darkness. You light a, a candle. And you say, God's got promises for me. I'm feeling awesome today. This is going to be a great day. We're going to conquer today. <laughs> Suddenly, those things that control you, they don't control you anymore because you're no longer toxic. And if you can get to the root of your problem, you'll deal with the fruit of your problem. You'll lose energy and be unhealthy. And you know, because we live in such a toxic world, there's never been a world where you can sell more energy drinks than this world. If it's not for coffee and energy drink, I think everybody would just pass out. <laughs> they're addicted because they're so toxic, they're sad. And they're so toxic, they're tired. And they can't think right. And they're tired of trying to feel better. And so they're just taking whatever they have to take to try to get a, their head above water. How you see, how you see. Now, let me just give you a little test. Because some of you are toxic and you don't know it. You think, well, he's talking about people, but I'm all right. Okay, let's just go through some things just for fun. Uh, how do you see black people? Once you're a black man, what do you think? If you're raising this, he said beautiful. Black is beautiful, brother. Well, it really, you, you, you shouldn't even see a black person. You should just see a person. You know, children, they don't see black people. They only see people. You got to be official white person before you can see a black person. 
It's the truth. And when you see a Latin, how do you perceive it? You see a black man and say, well, that's dangerous or he's this or that. You got an evil eye, man. You're seeing people wrong. And I'm not trying to call you a racist. I'm saying if you, I was raised in Louisiana. I was raised through integration. And then my daughter falls in love with a black man. Oops. There she is right there. And I'm like, hey. Like, I always preached it. Then I was like having to live it. Like, hey, wait a second. That was good at church. <laughs> Y'all know I believe it. But not in my house. I didn't actually say it, but I was thinking it. Because it's easy to, to have these Christian philosophies, but if your, your eye doesn't change, I had to stop seeing a black man. I had to start seeing a great man. I had to start seeing, hey, Donovan is awesome. And you know how, honestly, I'll just tell you, be open and honest. Because I had to overcome, like, hidden uh, bias and prejudice. I didn't even know it was there. I, I thought I was cool. I like black music. I'm a black man trapped in a white body. I used to say. And I, I always, you know, I got friends that are black people. People say that. But they, they, you're not really confronted with it. And I'll tell you the honest truth, how I changed my perception about Donovan. Now, the truth is, I don't like any son-in-laws kissing my daughters. Be honest with you. I still got a problem with that perception. Like, hey, you need to take that somewhere else. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> I don't know, that's my daughter. You might want to keep your hands to yourself. That's not a black thing or a white thing. That's just a thing. Like, you don't need, y'all want to be hugging on each other, y'all better go get a room. But not in front of daddy. <laughs> that means you, mister. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. There's a certain amount of hugging, but don't be, you can even kiss her on the cheek, but that's it. Don't go any further. Not in front of me. <laughs> but the way I really changed, because really, you have to, toxic thinking, you got to go to war against it, and you got to change it. And the, the, honestly, it was the generation of my, my children that changed it. said, Dad, man, Donovan, he's just a great guy. He's a great man of character. And I was like, Really? Like, can't you see it? I was like, no, I can't. I'm too stressed out about the way it's going to look and all of that. I wouldn't want people to know that about me, but it was true. Because I was, you know, I'm in living in Louisiana, and I was all those arguments, you know, what about their children, all that silliness. I would think about all those arguments I had. But then, you know, the, my children started working the way I perceived things. And, and, and then, of course, Donovan... When I stopped looking at it as a black person, I started looking at it as a great person. He, he's awesome. He's just gifted. He's a beautiful person. And I was ashamed of myself that you'd ever look at someone the color of their skin and think that they're better or worse because the color, that's silly. It's idiotic. And when you've, it's, that's how perception changes when you realize you're an idiot. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. When you realize you've been acting like an idiot and you, call, you thought it was true. Turns out you were all wrong. And it, 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 that was changing me. They were changing me. And then when I watched my grandchildren and say, is Uncle Donovan here? And I watched them light up like they truly couldn't see it. I thought that's what not being toxic looks like. And they were like, oh, Uncle Donovan. And I said, you know what? I got to start thinking like them. I got to start perceiving like they perceive because I got to get this darkness out of me. We can stop right there and have church, right? Because it, this is real. Some people, when they see the woods, it looks scary to them. Other people, when they see the woods, it's a great adventure. Some people, when they see a pool, uh, it reminds them of some child that drowned. And other people see a pool and they think it's the funnest thing in the world. Some people see the ocean. But then they watch several shark movies, Shark Week. And you're like, the ocean is evil. <laughs> Come on, somebody. 
You know what I mean? You just, your, your perception changes. I'll go to the beach and I'll be like, I don't feel like getting in the water. But really I'm thinking, my eye is evil now about that ocean because there is a shark. With, I'll be the one that the leg gets eaten off of. Like it was a totally freak accident. He just, out of one in a million, they just took Pastor Bray's leg right off. It was one of those freak things. Like, I don't want to be the freak thing. <laughs> but my perception of the ocean changed, got toxic watching Shark Week. Some people see a mountain, they see a great adventure. Other people see a treacherous, dangerous thing. Some people see a preacher, a preacher. some people love it. And then some people say, that's a deceiver and a liar. Some people see a guy on the street. Some people say it's a child of God. Other people say it's nothing but a pest and a taker and a scourge on our culture. Some people see a Democrat and they see the devil. And some people see a Republican and they see the devil. I mean, if you just watch politics, it's like some people see the president. They used to see him. He was like uh, celebrated by all Hollywood. Now he's a racist. Because the media is a master at perception. They know whatever you think, that's what it really is. And they, 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 they want you to enter into these judgments so that you are controlled with this toxin. Some people see a beautiful woman. They see all kinds of things. Some people see a drug addict. And they say it's disgusting. They don't see this is some mother's son who needs help. Some people, they look in the mirror, when they see their self, they see a failure. When they see themselves, they see a struggler. They see someone who can never make it. And nobody can change the way you perceive yourself except for you. Not even God. And I mean it, he can do it, but you're the one that holds the reins on that. Some people see Jesus. They see a demanding God who wants more out of them than they can give. Some people see an old friend on Facebook, and what do they think? I'm so old. Look how old they are. I'm, as, I'm getting old. How do you see what happens to you? Is your evil deeds finally caught up with you and you get what you deserved? Do you see it's all the way you perceive it? Some people look at their circumstances and they say, the, where I, the, where I am, where, the place I'm at right now is because, you know, this is where God wants me and this is all I'm ever going to have. It's all it's ever going to be like. They look at what's around them and that defines, they say, this is who I am. I am this house. I am this yard. I am this what I have and I don't have. How do you see your marriage? How do you perceive sickness or struggle? All of these things have to do with something, a transaction that's going on inside of your thinking. And if that thinking is not transformed by God's word, your whole body is going to fill, be filled with darkness based on the way you see things. That's what toxic is. James 1 chapter, are y'all with me still? James 1 chapter, I mean chapter 1 verse 2. My fellow believers... When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. What does it say? 
when you got bad things happening and it's horrible and everybody thinks God's against you and you might think God's against you, the Bible says don't think that way. See it this way. See it as the greatest opportunity that you've ever faced, that you're going to be stronger than ever, that you're going to conquer this, that God's going to use it to grow you. God's going to use it to bless you. Number four, are you still with me? Allow God's truth to affect how you see everyone and every situation. Allow God's truth to affect how you see everyone and every situation. This is Philippians 4, 6 through 8, the Message Bible. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle down upon you. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Summing it up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best and not the worst, the beautiful and not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. I don't have to say anything about that. It's just God says, don't think that way. Start thinking this way and your whole body will be full of light. Now listen, what's indicated here, I'm getting ready to finish. What's indicated here is if you have spiritual revelation and truth, give it the place of preeminence in the way you perceive things that it deserves. When Jesus said, you don't take a candle and light it and put it in the basement. You take the candle, you put it in the room so everybody can see. In other words, he's saying some of you know the right thing to do, but you don't pay any attention to it. You got God's, you read your Bible and God tells you how to think about it and what to do. And you're like, thank you very much. Let's put it in the basement. How about giving it to the place and say, I see everything through what God said. I see every person through what God said. I see every situation through God's promises. I see every struggle through God's promises. I see every opportunity through God's promises. I'm not going to take that light of revelation that God gave me and hide it down here where it doesn't matter, where you can still be a racist, you can still be a failure, you can still be in depression, you can still be all the things the enemy says that you are and still have the truth. God said take the truth and put it out here. Make it. Let it allow everything to change in the way you see your life. Now listen, this is what it indicates. Listen, write this down if you have a pen. You have the power to decide what you will hold as true or whether or not you apply that truth to your opinion or any situation or any person. Did you hear what I said? The Bible here is Jesus is saying, it is not God, it is not anybody else. You're the one that's going to decide if the truth that you know is going to affect all of your life. Are you going to ignore it? Are you going to put it aside and say, well, God said this, but my opinion is. That's what makes you toxic. When you say, I know God said that. He said to forgive, but you know what? That's a big butt right there. Come on, somebody. That's a big butt that will keep you out of joy. That will keep you out of peace. That's a big butt that will get you sick. It will. 
to say, well, you know, God says, but, you know, God said you ought to give, but, you know, you know, God said you're supposed to, but all of that means your opinion and the way you see things is more important than the way God says you should see things. That your mind actually is arguing with God and saying, God said it, but you know what? I've got my own ideas. I like that low note. It's like something bad's about to happen. <laughs> something good's about Look at somebody and say, you're about to get set free. Number five, I'm finishing, bringing it home here. Do not believe your own opinions to be spiritual revelation. Do not believe your own opinion to be revelation. See, that's not a true light. What did Jesus say? If that light in you is darkness... That's what he meant. If what you call light, if the light for your life is actually your own stupidity, your own prejudice, if the light in you is your own ignorance, if the light in you is something that your daddy said, your grandpa said, if the light in you is just the, the result of the bad experiences you've been through, if that's your light, then the Bible says, how great is the darkness inside of you? Because you've begun to call Darkness lights and light darkness. You run the risk when you put your opinion up here and God's truth down here and you say, well, then you are running the risk of calling what is light dark and what is dark light. And the Bible says, Jesus basically is saying it's hopeless. It's a dark situation. You're never going to get any light because you've exalted your opinion, your thoughts, the thoughts of other people above the thoughts of God, you become totally toxic. Are you with me? Let me finish by, I want to, how many want to get detoxed, detoxified? You're going to be a lot happier. You're going to be a lot healthier. Healthier. You're going to be a lot more joyful. You need to stop doing this to yourself. Don't act like your ex-husband did it. I don't care what he did it's what you thought about what he did that's what's going to matter in the end you can say it's what those people did doesn't matter what those people do those people don't have control over your spirit I don't care what tragedy happened to you that tragedy can't mark your life it's what you think about that tragedy so I want you to let's, let's do one last little detox before we go today okay 1 Corinthians 13, this is the love model for thinking. This is a love model for your thinking. This is what your design is. God designed you to think this way. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Listen to this. Love thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, did not rejoice in the failure of other people or the struggle of other people, but it rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices when good wins out. It bears all things. It believes all things and never gives up. It hopes all things. It endures all things. 
Let me just read it quickly in the Passion. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle, consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements or inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quickly take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat and love never gives up. That is a detox. Love is an uncontaminated detox way of thinking and perceiving. Did Jesus take his own counsel? Did Jesus live this way? Well, let's just think before we close. What did Jesus see? What did Jesus see when he saw the Samaritan woman at the well? Did he see a immoral idol worshiper? Or did he see someone worth saving? When he saw the woman caught in adultery, what did he see? The Pharisees saw someone that deserved to die. Jesus saw someone who needed love. How did Jesus see the Pharisees? Everybody saw them holy. Jesus said, you're the children of the devil. How did Jesus see children? He saw them perfect as a finished product. How did Jesus see rejection? He saw rejection as a part of God's plan. How did Jesus see the cross? He saw it as a great conquest, not a failure. How many of you want to change the way you think? This is the decision that you make today. If you don't mind, just bow your head with me. You say, I don't know if I can change. Yes, you can. You know, the word repent means change the way you think. Stop being so dang negative about yourself. Stop being negative about your kids and about your life. Stop being so down on other people and other ways of thinking. Change your way of thinking. So right now, before we go today, let's just pray. Let's just pray. Number one, let's just pray a prayer of repentance. Can you pray with me? Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I repent for toxic thinking. Come on, say it out loud. I repent for seeing people and situations different than the way you see them. And I declare this moment, as I have repented, I'm going to change the way I see things. I'm going to change the way I see you, the way I see my life, the way I see my ministry, the way I see my finances, the way I see my marriage, the way I see my children, the way I see my enemies, the way I see those that are around me. Today, I'm drawing a line in the dirt, and I'm changing the way I think. Cause the thinking of love to be my perception I cast down a wrong way of seeing things and I declare God's word is the new format for my opinions 
and perceptions of people and my life. I declare right now, God's word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. It is God's truth that's causing me to see the world around me. And I declare all the darkness in my life is being driven out of my body because I'm changing the way I see things. Come on, say, Jesus, right now, I receive and I replace all those old wicked perceptions with a new perception, a new way of seeing things. Come on, if you don't mind, just lift your hands. Say, Lord, I receive. Come on, if you don't mind, stand up with me. If you don't mind, with your hands lifted, you're going to go to the cross and all of that contamination is going to leave. Come on, just lift your hands to Jesus. And you're going to see the cross of Jesus in front of you. All the areas of anxiety and worry, it's just because the way you're looking at things. It's just the way you're perceiving things. That's all it is. Now, right now, with your hands lifted before the cross of Jesus, that cross is absorbing every negative emotion, every wrong perception, every feeling of rejection or failure is leaving your life. Every fear is leaving your life. Every fear, every single shadow of darkness is leaving your life. Come on, say it out loud with me. Say, every single shadow of fear and of darkness is leaving my body. I realize my whole life is surrounded by great opportunities. It's not what is happening. It's how I'm perceiving it. It's changing me. And I am changing my world. I'm changing the way I see it. And it's beginning to change in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Right now, one more time, with your hands lifted, I just want you to receive the joy of the Lord over your finances, over your marriage, over the difficulty that you might be facing. Right now, I want you to see this is not the end. It was just the beginning. This is not over. It's just you're not dead yet. This thing is not over. God can bring it all back. God can turn it all back around. God can make it all healthy again. But it's got to begin by you seeing it healthy. And this is what the Lord said. Stop tormenting yourself. And stop draining your life. For I have given you an abundant life. A life that's overflowing, full of grace, full of peace, and full of goodness. And today, the tormenting of your own mind ends. For I remove that from you. Some of you, some of you, I'm just going to pray for you for a second. Some of you were handed down these old fears about money and depression and these are thoughts that were handed down, perversions, and you think, well, I was born that way. Uh, disobedience and rebelliousness and things that you just, it's just a part of you and you just feel like it's you. Listen, don't perceive it that way. Just because you were handed that junk doesn't mean you got to live with that junk. 
You don't have to fight with that depression. You don't have to fight with that uh, failure or that immorality. God is going to cause that thing to be removed from your life and replaced. Say it with me. Say right now. The acts of the Holy Spirit is laid to the root of every unfruitful tree. The tree of immorality. The tree of substance abuse. The tree of depression. The tree of worry. The tree of sickness. The tree of fear. The tree of divorce. The Holy Spirit now lays the axe to the root of every unfruitful tree in my life. Now, in the name of Jesus, I pluck it up and remove it from my life. It's no longer part of me. Come on with your hands, lift and say, I receive God's new thoughts about who I am, about who he is, about what he thinks about me. Come on, about my situation, about my relationships. I'm trading my old negative thoughts with God's thoughts. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. I can do all things. I don't have any problems. I just have opportunities for great miracles. Today, I change the way I think. I step out of toxicity into freedom and into health. Come on, if you don't mind, just lift your hand and say, my whole body's filling up with light. You know, it's as easy as turning the light on. That's all this is. This is not, a, this is not surgery. This is just turning on the lights. You just got to turn on the lights. It, when it's dark, the booger man's everywhere. But you turn on the light, he flees. Right now, God is turning on the light. You don't have to have two or three months of therapy. Just turn on the light. Just turn on the light. Just turn on the light. Darkness is fleeing. Come on, say it with me. Say, my body is full of health, full of joy, full of peace full of love full of victory my whole body is filled with light this is how I'm going to live I've made my mind up in Jesus name if you believe all that give God a great shout everybody come on Woo! well God bless you can I just pray a prayer over you Father in Jesus name seal your word with the power of the Holy Spirit let it work in us let it change us let it transform us, Lord. Let us be what you called us to be. Cause the bodies of your people to be energized with health and healing. Let their youth be renewed like the eagles. Lord, let them do what you called them to do with great passion and great energy. Give them great success. This week we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, give God a shout, y'all. <laughs> All right, love y'all. Have a great day.